Welcome to the Queen Player, a lifestyle podcast. Get inspired by our latest tips and information about small business, entrepreneurship, natural hair, travel, food, and even relationships. Stay tuned for another great episode. I am your host, Renee Patrice. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast once again. I am going to cover this subject matter because I get a lot of questions about folks that are dealing with, I tell you, mental health is huge. I get a lot of folks dealing with mental health issues and they find themselves isolated. Um, There's actually a pretty big percentage of entrepreneurs Uh, small business owners, but especially um, entrepreneurs who work um, by themselves, they tend to have a higher rate of depression and anxiety. And it tends to set in because you're by yourself, you're constantly working alone. Um, The pandemic did not help because it had everybody isolated in their homes. And if you already live on your own, It could exacerbate the situation. So here is a great list of things to look out for when you're dealing with anxiety, especially Um, high functioning anxiety, because some people think that they may not be dealing with this. But then when you look at some of these high functioning things and you're like, wait a minute, I might be dealing with this and I don't even know. So this is uh, coming from The Brain Coach, and I think that this is so, it was really a great list, so I wanted to share it. Um, Having high-functioning anxiety can make you, number one, feel as if something is always out of place. You know, like you're always fixing stuff, moving stuff around, nothing is really quite right. That could be pointing to high functioning anxiety. Number two, you get fixated on the worst case scenario. Now, a lot of folks will look at this, oh, the person is so negative, they're so negative. Well, to a certain extent, but not in that way that we think about negativity. We're just always looking at what is the worst possible thing that can happen, right? Anxiety sufferers just say, What is the worst that could possibly happen? Instead of looking from the flip side, well, what's the best that could possibly happen? Right? So they're always looking for the worst case scenario. Number three, they avoid feelings by keeping busy. I am definitely, um, I'm definitely guilty of this one. I don't know if I have high-functioning anxiety. I probably wouldn't say that, but I definitely keep very busy to not have to deal with certain things because I compartmentalize things a lot and I have to put this over in this box over there for now. I will deal with that when I get a chance. I'll have to put this over in this box for now and I will deal with that when I get a chance. So yeah, I do tend to keep myself extremely busy to avoid if there's something going on in my life at the moment that is really just I know is going to drain me emotionally I definitely do tend to keep busy so 
that's one that I, I have definitely dealt with myself. Okay, number four, it says often feeling overwhelmed about the future. Now, I guess this depends on the person. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the future holds for a lot of things. And to be honest, I don't worry about it. I really don't worry about it. But if you find yourself constantly obsessed, what's going to happen in the future? What's going to happen? If it, my thing is live in the moment that you're in. You know, savor the moments that you're in because you could miss all the amazing things right in front of you worrying about all the stuff that's going to happen in the future. Because what's going to happen is already going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So like, why be worried about it? Why make yourself, you know, um, crazy about that sort of stuff? You know, I don't like to use, well, I don't really like to use the word crazy when we're talking about mental health, but don't make yourself don't bring yourself to the point where you cannot sleep at night. Don't bring yourself to the point where it's agitating you that it starts agitating the people around you because they don't understand why you're so high strung, you know, because you're worried constantly, you know, so that may be a form of high functioning anxiety. People who are dealing with high functioning anxiety also, they doubt their abilities even when they succeed. So this, I think, could be something like imposter syndrome. You know that you're successful. You've proven that you're successful. Your track record has shown how successful you are, but you're still questioning why you're in the room. You're still questioning why you have a seat at the table. Yeah, that definitely could be pointing to high-functioning anxiety. Here's another one. This is number six. Sleep too little or sleep too much. I think we've all probably dealt with this at some point. We all know that you're supposed to get your seven, eight hours of sleep. I don't know. I'm never able to sleep more than five hours. That's always how I've been since a kid. So I don't know exactly what that should be. But, you know, anytime I try to do the seven, eight hours, I can't do it. I'm getting up you know, uh, before the time. So I don't know. I, I'm still in two minds about that one. But technically speaking, according to health experts, you should get at least eight hours of sleep a day. Right. I even heard that even if you're not up and out of the bed, that you should still be at rest at least eight hours. So even if you don't sleep the whole eight, you should stay at a, you know, like a pace of a resting pace. Um, even if you can't sleep the whole eight hours, you should still be resting um, for eight hours. So, okay, well, you guys let me know what you think about that one. Number seven is overthinking and dwelling on the smallest things. Yes, this is definitely something that high functioning anxiety and just regular anxiety too. When you overthink things to the point that sometimes I have seen this happen with a lot of people. They will overthink things to the point that they will end up sabotaging said situation. You know, so they will overthink something so much that they will sabotage it. Right? They don't want to sabotage it. They're worried about sabotaging it. But they end up indirectly sabotaging it because they keep overthinking the outcome. What's going to happen? Oh my gosh. You know, and they just 
they end up sabotaging it anyway. Yeah, I could see that. All right, number eight is turning to drugs and alcohol to relieve stress. Oh, I've seen a lot of people in my life turn to drugs, turn to alcohol, even food to relieve stress because these things to a certain extent bring happiness that great delicious dish that you can't wait to savor that great glass of wine as long as it is not turning into a habit a habit that um, you cannot deal without if you feel like you've been missing a glass of wine you have to have a glass of wine or have to have a beer or have to have that glass of alcohol to calm you down it becomes um, something of a need then you're looking at the possibility of drug and alcohol abuse right when it becomes a need when it becomes part of your everyday life that it's almost something that you need to function that becomes a problem even coffee coffee anything with high caffeine some people you know slug back a whole bunch of red bulls and you know these energy drinks and things like that that also could be in this category as well very easily so we have to be careful you know how we how we approach um drugs and alcohol because it i think alcohol especially glad you know glasses of wine a beer things like that they are so socially acceptable you know that it's so easy to get into without knowing you're about to go down a slippery slope you know so i definitely um definitely would caution people about that because i think it's easy to sneak up into your life um let's see the next thing this is the final one is canceling plans that you wanted to go to so i often have seen this I, i've definitely dealt with this with um, folks close to me that cancel plans at the last minute um, because they're dealing with anxiety. Folks that I know that are dealing with anxiety, they cancel plans at the last minute because they want to go. They really want to go, but they just don't have the the mental strength, you know, to even deal with crowds. I noticed that anxiety also comes with a lot of social anxiety being in crowds being around a lot of people having to quote unquote perform um, not that you have to perform but a lot of people do uh, who deal with anxiety deal with that you know and so especially social interactions um, making friends is not always easy um, you know things like that so I can understand how they would cancel plans at the last minute for the people who are on the other side when you are dealing with folks who are dealing with any type of anxiety, social, um, social awkwardness, or, you know, even bouts of depression, we have to be more educated on these subjects and be more kind and be more understanding because people who are dealing with these things they don't mean to be mean. They don't mean to be, they're not canceling because they don't like you. They're not canceling because they don't want to be seen with you. They're not, but that's how we, the people on the other end can take it. 
So if you know somebody who is dealing with stuff like this, encourage them to go to counseling, encourage them to go to therapy. If they don't want to go to therapy on their own, maybe they can go with you. You know what I'm saying? You can go with them the first time so they can feel comfortable. Because sometimes I find that when you go to therapy, especially if you bring a friend with you or somebody who really knows you, and the therapist can kind of glean information from the friend or, you know, the secondary person, it often can be very helpful. It can be very helpful. So don't take it as people are being mean and they're trying to, you know, attack you and stab you in the back and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Because I, I, I hear that a lot. I see that a lot, you know, but we have to understand these are, um, this is part of the spectrum of mental health. And hopefully if we keep these conversations going and we talk about these things openly, we can be more understanding of folks who are dealing with these sort of issues and, you know, stop the stigma of therapy, stop the stigma of, especially with men, you know, women tend to lean on each other and talk to each other and stuff like that. And guys, yeah, they talk to each other, but it's not always, it's not always in in the intimate detail, you know, and they tend to not want to go to therapy. Um, They tend not to be in the therapy uh, mindset a lot of the time. So we have to be a little bit more open about this. We need to make this normal conversation so that people don't feel alienated. You know, and if you are a person that's going through depression, anxiety, talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it. If you don't have anybody immediately around you who will understand, get yourself into therapy. Find a great therapist. And the first therapist you find may not be the one. You have to find a therapist that fits well with you. You know what I mean? People just say, well, I didn't like that therapist, so I stopped going. No. Find the therapist that fits. Just like when you go to buy shoes, you try on the shoe and it didn't quite fit. You size up and it's like, oh, this is a perfect fit. It's the same thing for therapists. It's the same thing for doctors, you know, your dentist, whatever. You have to feel comfortable, you know, and if you feel comfortable, then you may have found a really great match. And then, you know, set those appointments up and get yourself together. You know, it is it's a it's a big step to take. It's nothing simple. I've gone to therapy, in therapy, you know, like it's not a simple thing. But when you do it and when you really have somebody who's a neutral party that can kind of help you gather your thoughts and organize your feelings, it is so helpful. Therapy, prayer, and some good chai tea (laughs) is what I love. So anyway... I just wanted to go over that because I definitely get a lot of questions with entrepreneurs who feel isolated and a lot of times they're dealing with anxiety and depression and may not even realize it. So I want to normalize these conversations more. All right. So if my podcast can help to do that, then that's what we're going to do. All right. Well, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, Like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Share it with someone that you think will find it helpful. And uh, listen, contact me on uh, connect with me. Hate to say contact. Connect with me on Instagram at Onyx Queen Media. And if you tag me, I will repost you in my stories as a thank you and a shout out. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. 
online savings simplified. Don't search for coupon codes ever again. With one click, Honey's smart shopping assistant will automatically apply discounts to your cart in seconds. Save on all your favorite things. Easily pay less for products you're already buying online. It's as easy as one, two, three. Join Honey for free. It takes two clicks to add Honey to your Chrome, Safari, Firefox, or Opera browser. Find savings in seconds. While you shop, Honey will find working promo codes across the entire internet, and you save instantly. With one click, Honey will apply the best deals to your cart. It's that easy. So what are you waiting for? Get Honey. Download it today. Visit our link www.tinyurl.com forward slash O-N-Y-X-H-O-N-E-Y. That's www.tinyurl.com forward slash Onyx Honey. Start saving right now.